Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby Keg Podcast, episode 461. Charlie here with you, Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. We will do a Bucks postmortem. We'll tell you what's real, what was fake about all the takes that came out today. Um, and that they will they'll still come, but people will move on as we get ready for the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. Uh, we will touch a little bit on Jair Alexander's contract. Why was the media making it a Jair versus Devontae thing? thought that was ridiculous. And then we'll check in on the Brewers. Um, larger Brewer podcast tomorrow with just me. But we'll, we'll check in. Brewers had one successful road trip. Can they put it together for another one and keep it rolling? Uh, but, yeah, Mitch Ross, MKE on socials. Tapping the keg on Twitter. Tapping the keg sports on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Let's get into it. Uh, Mitch, it's not a day where I even have to ask you how you're doing, because I know how you're doing. <laughs> you're shit. Yeah, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Wisconsin. Uh, weather was great on Monday. Uh, it was an enjoyable day. Walked the dog, felt good. The only thing that we're missing is Milwaukee Bucks getting ready for the Miami Heat on Tuesday night. And we're we doing, instead of us doing a tale of the tape podcast, we are doing a eulogy for our 2021 to 22 Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, uh, real quick before we get into that, uh, if a four and five road trip is successful for the Brewers, the bars, the bars are lower than I thought. But <laughs> uh, well, we can, we can get into that. Maybe I was five hundred road. <laughs> you you want to go five hundred on the road? You can't go five hundred in nine games. It's not physically possible. So I guess five and four would have been successful. All right, fuck me. But what, what do you want? <laughs> uh, I'm hurt, dog. You know it's tough, man. <laughs> You know, man, you, you're 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 taking this a little harder than 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 I don't want to say harder than me, but I mean, I got two answers for how I'm feeling. I mean, the short answer is, well, I don't have to put myself through an agonizing game every other day anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's over, and yeah. you can kind of go back to being a functioning person from society or in society. I mean, that was as awesome as last year was um don't get me wrong it was great but i mean busing downtown taking ubers home you know twice a week at least for these games and just living and dying on every dribble is like it takes a toll on your health i think and i mean we don't have to worry about that so that, that that's that's the positive spin and i don't know how positive that is but that's my, that's my short answer to people if, like today. If it was, you know, well, how are you feeling after the game? Well, I don't have to watch that bullshit anymore for let it ruin my life for, for four hours a day, four days a week. But yeah, I mean, sucks. I mean, you, you expected to, expected to, to get a little further, at least, I guess, to, to say, you know, to say at least the Eastern Conference Finals again. Mm-hmm. Um, if not further, you know, it was, it was there for the, for the taken, but, uh, wasn't meant to be. I mean, I, I think the Chris Middleton loss ended up being more significant than I had. An, I had sort of, you know, seen the first two games or so of the series. Uh-huh. It was kind of like, well, they won the first game. Things went pretty well in that game. Boston played into our hands more than, more than we did into theirs. And 
you know, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy series coming out of the first game, but, you know, I joked with people like, well, you don't have Middleton's eight turnovers, you know, on top of your total for the game. But, uh, you know, shame on me because it was, you know, very evident that, you know, they, they could have used at the very least could have used another competent wing out there, which I think it's pretty, uh, unfair to say i mean he's certainly more than competent he's an all-star and um can provide not only some assistance to their their lack of offense but also would would have been another body to put on tatum right um oh yeah you know as as he got more and more comfortable as the series went on clearly um so i don't know yeah dude (laughs) that's me that's i mean no, I don't know where to I, go from here, but I, I agree. I, I, you know, I think both sides of that, I think you're right that playoffs take a lot out of you. Um, unlike football where it's three weekends, tops, four weekends, tops, right. And you think about it all week and talk about it and it's beat to death, but at the end of the day, it's three hours and that's over. Right. And that's it. Um, baseball and bat and basketball kind of don't let you up for air. Um, I would say basketball more so than baseball because there are, you know, more serious and you just basically are in hell for two and a half months. Like six, yeah. Like, like two months. Yeah. And, and you're taking every game. Like it is a football loss. Like every game is like the Packers have just lost the big game against the Buccaneers or when they have, if the Packers lose to the bills later this season, like everyone will freak out and like, that's how you feel after every playoff game. And you kind of feel that a little bit with baseball. I will say what what's weird about baseball, and we saw it last year with the Brewers, is like if you get out in the first round, it's kind of over. It's it, You're done quick. It, they just cut you off. But if you go into that mm-hmm. NLCS, then you're kind of back in that baseball, your basketball hell, where it's like every night it's something else, and you're living and breathing on every pitch. And because baseball is so slow, you, you kind of have, it's like, it, it almost extends. You almost feel like you're William Wallace and you're getting extended out, getting stretched out instead of, instead of it just being quick and easy. So yeah. Uh, a lot and baseball, of- baseball too is like, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to say this to make it make sense, but I feel like you question the coaching in basketball so much. And like a lot of the decision makings and the officials and like, it's just, there's so many layers to it versus like baseball where it's kind of like you either, you either do it, you know, you either get a hit or you don't. I mean, it's like, right. um, I don't know. I don't know how to, I mean, there, there's, yeah. there's nuance and stuff to baseball, but like, and there's, no. there's managerial decisions to question, but um, you know, it, it just, it, it seems like it, there's, there's, there's so many things, so many different, like the officiating is, is always going to be mm-hmm. such a, such a topic in basketball and, and they really can't control it. So. Yeah. And it's gotten worse. I think for Bucks fans, because I think it's really impossible to ref Giannis. I don't, I don't think there is a right answer. I think, you yeah. know, you hear the Boston side of it and they're like, every time they think Giannis is offensive foul every time. But then us as Bucks fans are like, there are so many flops and everybody flops. And it's like, if we had a no flopping rule and it was just, you played straight up and they're going to reward flopping. I don't know what, I don't know what would happen. Like, I don't know if that would mean Giannis would actually have more offensive fouls, weirdly enough, 
or if he would actually have less. I mean, one there was a like a uh, mixtape, I guess, if you will, of Shaquille O'Neal, like in 2001 playoffs where he was just dominant. And someone pointed out, like, nobody was falling. Even though yeah. Shaq is, like, considered Giannis's equal and, and bigger than Giannis in terms of weight, uh, no one fell over. No one was flopping with Shaq. I remember when Vladi Divac flopped a little bit. Like, that was a big fucking deal. Like, people forget this, but, like, that was a huge deal back then. And it was, you know, a lot of people were kind of apoplectic about it. And now it's just common practice. It's just we reward it. And yeah. I I have a feeling um, that it will, for Boston, and I know we're not here to talk about Boston-Miami, but I don't really think that Miami is going to allow it. They flop a lot too. But I oh, think yeah. Eric Spolstra being the coach that he is, a little bit different than Bud, like he'll get in an ass of an official. Like he will ride officials. He he knows. Like I think there is a a very large coaching advantage with Eric Spolster and Emma Udoka. I'm not discrediting what Emma did. I do think Emma is a loser. Um, I've never heard a guy talk so much shit as a coach. Um, and a part of me just wants him to get beaten four or five and get served as humble pie because I I really just I can't stand the guy. Um, so maybe I'm biased, but I I just think Eric Spolstra is going to put him in the wood chipper a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it very well may happen. Um, I just, I coaching wise, I think player wise, the Celtics have advantage and then maybe the, they went out still, but, but you know, I would take great joy. I would be fine if this, if the heat won in five games, it would annoy me, but I'd be fine. I would, you know, it would definitely serve Udoka right. Maybe realize that this thing's a little harder than it, than it looks. Yeah. I don't know which team I, I, I definitely, I hate the heat more, like, mm-hmm. I guess just, just sort of, um, as an everyday thing, but you know, I'm, I Celtics fans are really annoying. Um, yeah. and I, I think I, I think I took advantage of that. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but I, I kind of got in the mud with some of them at halftime yesterday just because, you know, they just talk so stupid you know, in, in their little echo chamber. So I had to, I had to jump in there and it was, it was just, I mean, they got called a retard and stuff like that, which I thought was, I, I never duped their level, but um, you know, it was just typical. But yeah. I mean, they Boston, all, I mean, I mean, Boston, I mean all... after, Oh God. God. I was going to say after 2019, if we kicked their fucking ass that they kind of fell down my list of teams that I hate and they haven't really risen up just because I hate Miami the most. I don't like Philly. I don't like Toronto. Um, and then Boston probably comes in somewhere right after that. Probably that'd be my next one. I still stand by that, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not real happy with their fans. I mean, they're, they're, fu- they're just like their team. I mean, they're, they're just so dramatic and um, yeah. whiny. Now I, I do think the Celtics may have gotten a little better at not whining to the officials as the series went on, probably to their benefit. Um, but it's still, I mean, there's just a lot of punchable faces on that team. Um, you know, thank God Horford disappeared, disappeared the last few games because, you know, I don't really hate Al Horford. I think he's a pretty classy guy for the most part. Um, I, I didn't really – the whole, you know, thing when he went off in game 
four was annoying. Don't get me wrong. Um, him saying that Giannis set him off, like, all right, dude, you, you're just you're just playing playing to your to your fan base. Right. That one. And that was a bullshit fucking technical anyway. Oh I yeah. That game, in my I opinion, mean, but. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, look. Unfortunately, like you mentioned, the refs, like they had a hand a little bit in that 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 moment was one of those moments. You look back game four, you're like, wow, kind of reset everything. You look at game seven. Now, I think the Bucks still get their asses kicked. I think the refs were a, yeah, uh, a footnote. But the Marcus Smart three-point call was one of the worst calls I've seen ever. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, and yeah, it changed the early trajectory of the second half. And so, yeah, I, I think with Boston, I, I mean, yeah, their fans are annoying. Um, it's almost fun to watch Boston fans lose because they just start making excuses. Um, they're Patriots fans too, so they've seen so much winning that you almost don't want them to have that glory. And yeah, Boston Milwaukee is probably going to be a real rivalry for the next. I said it on my podcast yesterday. Like it's a real rivalry for the next five years, probably. If things go and the trajectory stay the same, yeah, those are probably the two best teams for the next five years in the Eastern Conference. That's a real. That can be a real rivalry, and that's great. I mean, that's great for the league. It's great for the Bucks. Keeps them, you know, one eye. And I, I'm not saying do everything to match Boston, but. The plan next year should really be we are beating those fucking guys if we see them in a series again. It will be all-time revenge. And that's what the Bucs should, you know, kind of build. I wouldn't say build their offseason around, but definitely make sure if we lose a guy, if we lose Drew Holiday, if we lose Middleton again, like how do we survive that? I think that is that is the number one thing. And I think when we talk about, you know, what's fact or fiction – I think if someone had a take about the Bucks' lack of depth, cost them cost them a ring. I think you have to say fact, right? Yeah, uh, probably. Just because I mean, well, you, you people say that the Bucks have a deep team, and you know, all year long they said that. The last couple of years they've said that. It's like, well, do they? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, not. Yeah. Not bringing, no. not bringing back P.J. Tucker. Okay. I, I don't think that cost them the series. Yes. However, just think if you had P.J. Tucker. He's not solving your offensive issues, but it's another another body. And, and I'm not saying I really want him. I'm just – in fact, I didn't think about him at all until after the game yesterday. I mean, and it, it, it's, it's whatever. But, you know, that would have just been another, another body that you, that you, you can trust um, because – you know, I don't even. I mean, you you had to have, you had to play Grayson Allen. I mean, right. you had to. Right. Just I, because what are you gonna, what are you going to do? Throw Jordan Nora out there? I also I, mean, I also think like this whole idea that Dante DiVincenzo would have helped things. Like Dante was basically yeah. Grayson in the bubble. Like he didn't want to be there. I think Grayson. I have at least one more year of Grayson before I'm like fully out on it. I understand the trepidation yeah. that fans will have, and they think. They will think, oh, this is now what he is with forgetting what he did against Chicago. I think that Grayson Allen, you know, this is only he's only going to learn from this. All right, the guy, the guy is a, a good basketball. He's a good role player. 
I, I think if you can put him in a trade and get somebody a little bit better, sure, go for it. I don't know what that is. Um, I know my guy Shafty's been pushing the Kyle Kuzma train, which I jumped on uh, as well uh, last week when Shannon asked me, like, what improvements would you make? Yeah, I would love Kyle Kuzma. But do I, do I think Kyle Kuzma is a real chance? I don't know, man. Who knows what Washington's thinking? They're, to me, one of the more unpredictable franchises in all of the NBA, if not all of sports. They are, they are a complete clusterfuck. They never seem yeah. to make sense. I mean, I, I could be certainly be – I could welcome him in. Um, I mean, just in terms of – he would have to be off the bench for me. Right. I yeah, think. no, he'd be, he'd be Bobby Portis. You'd trade – you would sign and trade. I, and this is – look, this is where we get kind of real with this stuff. Like, it would probably yeah. mean you got to ship Bobby in. And it means you ship Bobby out. And you probably put Grayson in a trade. You probably maybe, you know, first round pick, maybe something like that. Like there, there's a lot there that you, you'd have to look at. Um, when well, it came to, and, uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, yeah. I mean, a week ago, I would have said, I want Bobby here forever. He's untouchable. Yada, yada, yada. And it's not that I don't. However, I, I would be. I would be open to it, you know, it would just depending on what it meant. Yeah. Um, you, I, you I think have... Bobby's a, Bobby's an awesome fit. Uh, despite what kind of happened in this series and, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't it's... think he was unplayable necessarily, but he also, you know, like everybody else wasn't doing anything. So it's, it's, it's really hard to, I don't know. Right. I, like, I don't know how we played so fucking terribly. I mean, it, it's just here's and here's <laughs> the weird trajectory of Bobby, right? Like Bobby had a little bit of moment against the Heat, then completely was unplayable against Brooklyn. Was not even in. Was a complete non-factor. Then had you know kind of a moment in the sun in at the Atlanta series, and kind of started to you know the legend of Bobby sort of grows, and then he had a few moments in the finals, and there you go. But this is now the second straight playoffs where a team has been able to kind of frustrate him and be able to not necessarily play to his strengths. And those are two of the teams that you'll probably see next year. So it's like, is this going to, can you solve this? Or is this going to be something that's a consistent theme? I think that's really what the Bucs have to ask themselves. And can they upgrade it? Can they somehow get a guy similar in stature that could be a little bit better than Bobby Portis. I, I don't, I don't have that answer. I mean, Kuzma makes a lot of sense. There's probably some other yeah. dudes that do too. Um, I don't think it's a great free agent class, um, to be honest. So I'm, I'm perfectly okay running it back with Bobby if they decide to do that. I just don't know how we're getting anyone. <laughs> um, well, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's the, the other issue. Yeah. I mean, you have. Well, the whole idea of like the Bucks were too cheap to keep PJ Tucker, and it's like, did you guys like miss the stat that the Bucks were fourth in luxury tax this year? Like, I mean, they they were. I mean, they they really were. And so, yeah, you have to, you do have to like make some things happen. You got to stretch, do some, get creative. Hopefully, people take a little less. Kuzma's not that expensive. Well, and it's, and it's not even. Is he a free agent? No, 
He has two years left. I didn't 13, think so. Right. So like, 13, mil, 13 I'm million. Like, Asset wise, we have we have we have jack shit. Yeah. I mean, you have Bobby. You have Grayson. You can Bobby as a player option. Um, if you talk to him about a sign and trade and say, here's what we're going to do, yada, yada, you're going to get paid by Washington again, which I don't know if Washington will have Bobby back. Um, they had Bobby before, so who knows? Right. Um, you know, I don't think Gary Harris is going to get $21 million again. Gary Harris ha- is, a, is an interesting name, a name that we brought up, um, you know, back when the buyout market where maybe he gets bought out. Yeah. I, he would have been nice. He would have been nice in oh, the series. God. Also, um, I don't know if Bud, Bud probably wouldn't have played him, but DeAndre Bembry. Oh, um, yeah. Would have kind of been perfect. I mean, he got released, I think, by the team once he got hurt. But, um, you know, he'd have been a perfect, like, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like, wing defender. Um, couldn't really shoot a lick. But uh-huh. I just – I don't know. I guess it, it, defense wasn't really the issue. Um, no, and that's that. But, and that's that's I think something that's a little bit on the fiction side, if you will, kind of keeping with our theme. It's it's like part theme, part therapy session with you and I right now. But it's like the idea of like they they their defense was good. Like their defense wasn't bad. They played to no. their plan. Their plan to let Grant Williams go crazy is not that outrageous. Like how often does that happen? Well, and you know, it is know. a little bit because he's a 40% three point shooter. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. But he, he hadn't shown it. Would you rather get beat by Grant Williams or Jalen Brown? Sure. That's my and, question. And, and, and the other thing, the other thing too, to go against myself is Grant Williams struggled in like the first, yeah. first half. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like, you know, he killed us the whole game. Now the numbers look, pretty fucking good because they just couldn't miss in the second half obviously i mean people are going to see that final score and it's a little inflated yeah lucky the leprechaun got we 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 completely let go of the rope in the second basically in the in the the fourth quarter for sure i mean i i I don't even i you know Giannis was so bad and and i don't i don't he missed so many shots that he could make with fucking his eyes closed, um, you know, later, late in that game. I mean, when, when it was, when it was basically already over, but it just, it just snowballed so bad. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, I, I, mean, I want to say, it, I, I want to say he was out of gas, but I, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't see that as possible. So it's, it's funny. I, you my mind say like, like, go there. It's funny you say like he was bad though, and he had 25, 20, and nine. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's well, that's an I unbelievable stuff. I get that. I get I understand that, Charlie, but he has the ball in his hand every time down the court. So okay. he, he's going to get those numbers. I mean, and but he was awful after the first quarter. Yeah. And and I'm I just mean, I'm just trying to be fair here. I'm just trying no, to be fair. I, I don't well, I don't want to no, be and I and I appreciate it. And he's I, my I, favorite I, player ever, but I'm just trying yeah. to be fair. I think I really think what it comes down to is the spacing didn't happen. They couldn't space anymore. Mm-hmm. The space mm-hmm. wasn't there because nobody could hit a shot. And and this whole idea that oh, if the Bucks had Game Seven, this would be different. No one fucking wanted. They had their Game no. Seven. 
They were playing at home in game six, yeah. and yeah. all they had to do was hit a couple fucking shots. And we're, you and I had, you know, we didn't have to worry about Sunday. You know, you didn't go out. I, you know, didn't have to, you know, put my parents through it. Like, it was like we would just, we would just be talking about Bucks Heat getting ready for Tuesday. And yeah. instead, well, if, you're right. And if, if we would have been down 3 0 and come back to tie it at three and then had to go to Boston and then lost, I would, I would say, yeah, we, we fucked ourselves a little bit, but, sure. um, or, or yeah, if we were we down, three, or, or if we were down three, one, right. That would be the other situation, right? right? Like if we, all of a sudden you were down three, one, we have this awesome comeback in game five and then game six, we win. And it's like, oh man, we could have had game seven at home. Now we did. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, that's the topic, but it's, it's just, it's a lazy topic. It's a topic where, it's like, oh, look at us, Boston. We didn't want to, we didn't want to duck anybody. It's like, a, you ducked us a week before. You didn't want to show us anything, and b, three days before, you did that because you had people who were unvaccinated and you didn't want to deal with Toronto. That's that's the story. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, it is, and like, we all knew that the road with Toronto then Miami was a much tougher road. But I actually think looking now. What's weird when we do all this like jockeying for position and we talked about that so much this winter that it it actually mattered to get the one seed in a weird fucked up way. Like the one seed did matter. And I don't know if you feel differently about this, but think about Miami's path right now. Oh, I know. Miami I know. Yeah. had Atlanta, who was basically wanting to go to Cancun. They didn't even really want to win the playing game. They're like, all right. We'll kick the shit out of Charlotte, and then, you know, Bucks would have swept Atlanta, or at least it would have been five games. Maybe had one dumb loss. Trey Young got hot, outlier game. And then they played Philly, and Philly just is a mess. Like, like, Philly had to sweat out Toronto, and then it's like Harden is just not – he's not a second guy for your team. He's a third guy. Well, unfortunately, Embiid got hurt. And, yeah, oh yeah, that too. I forgot know, about the MVP you can, getting you can, you can, you can debate. I, I think that series is a little bit more competitive in the end if yeah. Embiid's playing in all those games at full strength. And, you know, again, he's another guy that, much like Chris Paul, where it's like, yeah, but this fucking guy's never at a hundred, at hundred percent in the right. playoffs. So, quit right. using the excuse. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think one, the excuses. I think the excuses are dumb, but Embiid. Embiid sucks every media member's dick, so that's why he gets the pass. So same with Chris Paul. It's funny how that works, right? Like those guys that you know are well, very chummy with the media, you know, get a pass. Embiid's just a quote machine. That's why oh. I think people like him. No, so. but he's pretty friendly with the media too. I mean, yeah, he's a quote machine, but he's also friendly. And then today, he, I, I love this. I saw this from like a. He's not even a basketball guy, but he's like. Pat Beverly shouldn't have been on first take, you know, with an ax to grind, you know, ESPN should know better. It's like, you know what the fucking E in ESPN stands for, bud? Entertainment. Everybody was talking right. about it. Went viral. Whole thing. They know what the fuck they're doing. They had a, they had a day of no NBA or NHL. What, what do you do to put asses in the seats? Get Pat Bev there. And he was just fucking firing takes like it's you and I. <laughs> He's a, he's a current NBA player. But you know what the screwed up thing is? I'd probably take Pat Bev on the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would too. 
Um, I know. Like, like, how screwed up is that, right? Like, well, he, I mean, how, how do you, honestly, how, as stupid as it is, I mean, how do you think Minnesota was so much better this year? It literally was him. Yeah. It's a PJ, it's because, a little bit of the PJ Tucker thing, right? Like, it's like, right. you just, there are certain guys that make your team better. You and, need assholes. Yeah. Absolutely, you do. And I don't know if Bud and Pat Bev would get along. Um, and I guess we should talk about Bud. Um, we haven't got to Bud yet. But yeah. it, it's like, yeah, they're, the, the Bucks need to kind of tweak that roster a little bit. And they brought back, you know, George Hill and Wes Matthews. And that now hasn't worked for two playoffs. So guess yeah. what? It's, I think we, I think we have our answer. And I'll ask you this. And I, I said this on Twitter on Wednesday night when we were getting our asses kicked and then we come back and went, but I had asked, and I think I even asked you on a podcast, like, is there, I, I just don't know if there is something to this, like the, the PJ Tucker stuff. I know it's been beat to death. I know we've talked about it a lot, but it's like, was the PJ Tucker year, was that like John Horst kind of taking the keys from Bud and saying, all right, dude, I'm going to put together this roster and it's going to look the way I want. And then Bud's like, cool, but can we go back and try to do it my way one more time? Now that Giannis is at this level, can we try to go back one more time? Bring back George Haley, bring back Wes Matthews. And again, it didn't work. And, and is, is there a conversation maybe two weeks, three weeks from now that John Horse has with Bud and's like, I told you, like, I told you these guys weren't good. Like, and you just didn't listen to me or am I just, am I just creating a story out of thin air, which I could be doing. Probably, probably. Yeah. But I mean, it's also semi plausible. I mean, right. Like, I, right? I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know why we assume that's Bud's guy. I mean, clearly because how much he fucking played George Hill. Because George um, Hill and him have been tied together since 2008. I mean, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot yeah. of history with Bud and George Hill. I think I'm officially out on George Hill. Done. Oh, I'll never bring him back. No. Um, no. Wes Matthews, I could probably stomach, but he just he can't play 25 minutes. I mean, no, he can play 14 just, or 15 and be a, be basically DeAndre Bember. Right. No, and it, like there's. There's people out there that think Wes Matthews is like six six, six seven, like he's some great wing. It's like the guy's like six three, like probably legitimately. His media guide might say six five, but I mean he's not very tall. Nobody right. tries to drive it in there. Just oh my god, dude. Well, right. That, that, I, I'm gonna have fucking nightmares of that. I mean, yeah. dude, you're. It's not 2003 against fucking Madison East here. I mean. You're 36 years old or whatever you are, 35 probably, Wes Matthews, and just shoot the fucking three. Right. That's you're all right what... at that. I mean, you're you're not you're not getting that fucking foul call. Um, pardon all the swearing now, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just man drove me nuts. I mean, it, between between that, the uh, the the call by the officials at the end of the first half in Game Seven, um. That one, that one sent me, that one, that one sent me straight to a dark place because <laughs> I, I just, I, I have never, I have never seen them actually call that and reward that. I, I, I've seen people try that shit from 
half court or roughly half court where they're, you know, they, they try to sell to the refs that they were in the shooting motion, but they're not giving them that call until a game seven of, of the playoffs, apparently okay. where we're going to say just because it was, there was one second left on the, on the clock that he was actually going for a shooting motion, which again, I've probably seen that 10 times in my life at in a regular season game and they're not calling it. So, right. You know, it probably didn't matter in the end, but it definitely, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, it got changed the momentum the in their it, favor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a, a, bit, I, had a yeah. I had a big squeak there. Yeah. It changed, it changed the game, man. It, it, it changed a lot of it. And if you told me, and I think he'll get a much better contract than what the Bucks would give him. But if you were to say, all right, it's either Wes Matthews or it's Victor Oladipo, I'm probably going to say Victor Oladipo, right? Like, can't shoot threes, but can defend. He can slash. And I, I think he'll end up getting paid because he's going to, if they, especially if they go to the finals or something, he's become a factor and also there's a there's a relationship there there was there was stuff floating with Victor and Giannis that you know Giannis really liked Victor Oladipo and Victor's you know there's there's some there's murmurs there but that this was years ago but we'll you know we're gonna get we're gonna get Damian Lillard didn't you hear look and I, I, this is where this is the time where we probably should do a PSA, but we, I want to, I do want to talk about, Bud again, we kind of went off track, but yeah. um, a PSA to all Bucks fans. We're not getting Damian Lillard. We're not getting Bradley Beal. Um, we're not getting, I don't know who else. Donovan Mitchell might be available. We're not getting him. All right. If you want any of those guys, it means Drew Holiday and it means Chris Middleton. And they're not trading those guys. I don't think there's no. any evidence that says we should trade those guys. And the only person that would make that call would be Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I will tell you right now, I don't think Giannis is making that call. And yeah. Chris is his guy. Um, I, I think he, he's going to play with Chris as long as him and you know, as long as they can, right? Like, I, I think it's going to be, that's his Robin and he's going to do it for as long, as long as it's allowed. He loves Chris Middleton. I would love to pair Lillard and holiday. I mean, that oh, would yeah. be, but that would obviously mean getting, we're getting rid of Middleton, which, you know, I think Middleton's value in my opinion has gone up to our team. Mm-hmm. Um, or organizationally after this series. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that the team, there needs to be a ton of changes. I mean, definitely if you can somehow add another bench guy that's got something in the tank, another competent role player, um, whatever that might be, you know, I mean, the, the Bucks have, have needed a Spencer Dinwiddie type since the day I was born, I think. Um, and they just never have that, that type of guy. Um, that kind of irked me to see how well he played last night, just cause it's like, and he was dog shit for, I don't know how many games. He so, has to make his money back. He has this whole contract in crypto. Crypto is like in the bank. Like he's, you know, he's hustling right now. Guy needs to get well, paid. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Dumbass. I mean, Spencer did what he would be, fa- would have been a fantastic, think we've talked about Spencer Jedwoody. That's kind of a guy who we've we've circled the drain on. 
on for sure. And definitely someone who we've definitely wanted. And yeah, they need sort of that microwave off the bench. They, they don't have it. And I don't know. I don't know if that guy is available, like looking at it, it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe Lou Williams, but I think Lou's a perpetual loser. He's 35 yeah. years old too. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm out on that at this I, point. I, I mean, three I years ago, I probably would have been. I mentioned this uh, a few, a few uh, last week, but like Malik Monk's a guy that I would take a shot on just because he's oh, yeah. 24. He's 24 years old. He's an unrestricted mm-hmm. free agent. He's been in the league now for five years. I think to me, that's a guy I could see Giannis just turning into just an absolute phenom. I really do. I mean, I, I, I love Malik Monk coming out of college. I thought the guy was great and he just hasn't, it just hasn't worked for him. And that's the type of guy I would love to take a chance on, you know, next season. Till the Celtics pick on him in a playoff series. Oh yeah. I can't spend. I mean, yes, that's, that's the, uh, so, I mean, I, I actually, I'd be fine with Malik Monk. I mean, Jared, um, Jared Culver's another guy, right? Like Jared Culver's 23. He was a top 10 pick. I know he hasn't done yeah. shit in the league, but all right. Like why not? And could you, but to me, like Gary Harris is like kind of the, I know Otto Porter hasn't done a ton for the Warriors, but like, that's a guy. That's the kind of thing the Bucks need is they need that that guy. But it it's it's a little bit easier with Giannis. It's not as bad as Green Bay, but it's hard to sell Milwaukee when Boston's really successful, when Miami's really successful, when there are still two teams in LA and the and the Clippers are going to be contenders next year considering Kawhi and Paul George come back, right? Like that's, you're dealing with a lot of competition. And if Dallas gets good, Mark Cuban will overpay your ass. Like, and although Dallas has been notoriously cheap, actually down last like five years, but that's here and are there. Um, Chicago's made the playoffs last year. Chicago, I believe if you, if you're Gary Harris and you could choose to play in Chicago or Milwaukee, you're, if you're, unless you want a ring and you're like, I'm all in on the idea of getting a ring or getting paid again. And Giannis makes everybody better. I think Gary would choose Milwaukee, but if he's just like, I just want to hang out, gotta go to Chicago. Right. Like, yeah. I also, I mean, the Bulls have never got a free agent. No, that's so. True. Um, even though it's, you know, the home of Michael Jordan and the Bulls, uh, a once proud franchise, um, you know, they have never gotten – they've never even traded for a superstar, um, a true superstar. Okay. I mean, I know they got they got DeRozan and Levine and stuff like that, but, I mean, those guys are not, um, you know, real difference makers. I know that uh, resident Bulls fan Michael Fan thinks they're getting Nikola Jokic. That's I love point, that which, theory, though. That's the, that, those are the theories that, that, very that, keep, that keep you alive. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a fun one. I like that. one. I could, I could see them trying to go for Aiden. Oh yeah. That's actually really good. That's a very good eight. Okay. So Sackle means too similar of a player as eight, right? Like there's no sign and trade with Aiden and Levine and you put eight on the uh, Levine on the Suns. that, that I don't think that works because I'm a Kale Bridges. So I'm trying to think what that package would be for, for Aiden, but you're right. I mean, 
Vucevic back and Maybe. do it that way, probably. Um, yeah, I would imagine the Bulls will be involved in the eight sweepstakes, um, which I, I can't believe that a number one pick is going to be traded at like age 24 or 20, 23 or 24. That's absolutely wild to me. Well, at least we're not fucking Suns fans. Yeah. I mean, if I was a Suns <laughs> fan right now, I would be shaking in my boots because I have no idea what's coming. I have a. Oh, I'd be. I, I'd be catatonic still. I I know like they talked a lot of shit, and it's pretty clear just given the sentiment of the league, not just FF. Like Anthony Edwards was talking shit. Um, who else was? I think Damian Lillard was talking a little bit of shit. Like I don't think the Suns were really that well liked, and that doesn't surprise me because Chris Chris Paul not really a likable guy. Jay Crowder, another guy who, as sick as it sounds, I would take Jay Crowder on on Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I don't think Devin Booker is very popular either. No, no, he talks a lot of shit. It's like you know, it's, it's what my wife always talks about killing them with kindness. They they don't have any kindness. They're not nice. Like you know, Bucks can be assholes, but at least at the end of the day, Giannis can pat you on the ass and tell you you did a good job and be humble about it. He's not just gonna. It's not going to be like fake nice. He's going to just be be himself. I don't think the Suns are that. I think the Suns thought that because they won 60-plus games that they were going to get handed a championship. It doesn't work that way. So, all right, before we move on to other topics, um, so we danced around the Bud topic. There's some Fire Bud avatars. Um, I don't think Bud is leaving the Bucks unless Mike Boonholzer yeah. decides – He's not he's not going to be a coach anymore and retires. Um, I can't see that. I don't know why you would retire when Giannis is starting the prime of his career, or if Giannis says we have to do something different. And that those are the only two things yeah. that get in the way. Well, um, the but, thing with Bud is like he and I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not. And you mentioned that maybe it was a, a PJ Tucker. Um, had the ear of Bud in in that, you know, because Bud wasn't nearly as stubborn last year. Um, you know, he just, he seemed to try more shit, like little things like um, throwing Thanasis out there for right. a minute left in the first half to just, be a, to just be a dickhead. And he didn't do any of that this year. Like, as stupid as that sounds, like, I feel like that stuff, like, like, just throw a nasty out there and let him run around and be an idiot yeah, get, for get it, forty-five get, like, seconds. Get a get headbutt. Get have Grant Williams headbutt you and get and get Grant Williams kicked out of the game. Like why yeah. not? Yeah, and he did that last. I feel like he did that like almost every game, right? In the playoff run last year, and it was like that didn't happen this year. Um, you know the whole like Javon Carter thing was 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 very bad. I mean, <clears throat> and. And the reason I get, I, I am upset about that is because, you know, you have like, you have people out there that are like, oh, so you're telling me J- Javon Carter is the reason they lost this series? It's like, no, not necessarily, but he played in the first two games, right? And it was what, plus 23 yeah. in his minutes? I mean, it, it's like you had a sample size there against this team when things went pretty well. Now I know game two wouldn't, didn't go very well, but 
he was awesome in game one. Right. And you, you had, you had a sample size. It wasn't like, you know, we're just, we're just begging for some dude off the bench to come in and save us because George Hill sucks so bad. It's yeah, like, no, it's not like, like it, Javon it's not Carter like was much better than George Hill. Right. It's not like they're saying, Hey, Jordan Nora, go out there and give us 10 minutes. Right. Like they're not saying, Hey, Luca, Medoza, go, go out there and just see what happens here. Right. Like right. we had, we had evidence. And I, I agree with you that the lack of creativity from Bud was kind of stunning that he had much more of that. And I, I didn't really think about that till we're discussing it. And yeah, I, I think you have to, you have to start thinking about what I did differently. And I hope, I really hope Bud, you know, watches film from 2021 and compares it to what he did last year, this year. And, you know, does a real hard self-scout and say, all right, what could I have done differently here? What did I, how did I revert back? Was it just that the pressure that Bud knew he was going to get fired? I mean, that's, we talk about it all the time, but like the craziest thing is like, if they lose to Brooklyn, Bud is fired. And when your ass is on the line, when you have a little fire under it, do different things you try different things because you're trying to compensate you're trying not to lose your job so you're basically throwing out the kitchen sink so how i mean may and i do think that i don't think Giannis has pressure on him next year Giannis has a large window i said this on the pod yesterday Giannis's window just started if you look at the trajectory of lebron of michael jordan those guys really started their ascend at 27. Giannis is just getting started. I can't say the same thing for Mike Budenholz. Mike does have to do something next. If, if, if they have an exit similar to this and it's not injury-based, yeah, there's going to be some real fucking questions about was 2021 just a blip on the radar and is this basically the Mike? Is this basically Mike McCarthy, and we're repeating Aaron Rodgers just in it, just with another sport? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with some. I mean, I, I think he gets probably more than just next year. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Unless it, unless it really goes sideways, or Giannis just is like, dude, I I don't know. We just keep the same thing keeps happening. But stranger things have happened. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, David Black got fired, like, right. what, 30 games into a season when they were, like, at, like, a 750 winning percentage? Yeah. I mean, so, and the Brewers fired Ned Yost with 10 right. games left in the season or whatever it was when they were about to make the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, anything can happen. I, you know, Giannis is not diabolical. He's not no. a behind the scenes back channel type guy. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I don't think he's knocking on Mark Lazary's door saying we got to get this fucker out of here, regardless of what happens. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him, him doing no. that. I, but no. you know, certainly there, certainly there's going to come a point where, you know, he's going to have to get another one. Yeah. Um, you know, optimistically, it's like, look at San Antonio, who I've always compared the Bucks to, you know, the last few years is like 
you know, Spurs won a bunch, but they never won two in a row, did they? Oh, I talked about this on yesterday's show. That's the weirdest thing about San Antonio. Is so like, they're, they, just, they're always going to be good. However, the Bucks are going to have to find, you know, maybe somebody to, 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 to carry it into the next era. I mean, you're going to have – there's going to be two parts of Giannis's run. Right. I mean, you would think, you know, Drew and Chris – are 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 fine right now, but I mean they're not they're not gonna be good forever. Right. Um, they're both in their early thirties. Probably have a couple years left. Um, you know their contracts are gonna be fine. Middleton's only got, I think, I think he's got two more years under contract, if I'm not mistaken. And I, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, it's a really good point. Drew's got Drew's got like four more. Right. No, and, and that's so, definitely that's definitely something to think about. That you have to figure out those kind of that succession plan and what that looks like and whether that's my bootholder or that's, that's with somebody else. When it happened with like the Spurs where they had, I mean, Duncan and Robinson and kind of that group. And then it was Parker emerged, you know, as a, as a first round pick that was, you know, groomed by Popovich. Um, and I think was, you know, very much like uh, 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 Pop was hard on him. Is what I'm oh, trying yeah. to say. He was, yes. he was, you know, very, it's, you know, very well known that he was hard on Tony Parker to yes. to get him to where he needed to be, and it worked out. And, and that's that would have to happen. You know, Golden State is kind of going through something similar. You know, the right. beginning stage. I know, I know. Like Simmons loves that. He thinks he's like a genius that the Golden State is quote-unquote stuck between eras. It's like, I don't know. I mean, is Jordan Poole really that fucking good? I'm so sick of that guy. Um, oh, come on, man. He's a Milwaukee resident. Like, be nice to Jordan Poole. Yeah, I guess. It's like... They're talking it, so much shit. <laughs> it's Swaggy Poole, man. That's that's what he does. I mean, his, his nickname is fucking Swaggy Poole. Of course, he talks shit. Are you surprised? Like, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, I... It'll be interesting. Uh, the last I need more I, than like three good three good months to act like this guy's like a next a max player. Sure, sure. Last last basketball question I'll ask you: Is there any chance LeBron's in the East next year? Um, can I answer a question with a question? Yeah, of course. You uh, love doing that. Would, to would me. It, does, does that scare you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like Atlanta, you think Atlanta would go for him? I think Atlanta. I think New York. I think the next one. I don't know if they have oh these, but I mean, look, I so and I'm probably it's probably because I I finished winning time. I won't spoil it for you. I know you still have a few episodes, but like, I'm very fascinated in the whole Laker just dynamics right now. Like, I think the Lakers get talked about too much, but this whole, like, like the Genie Bus stuff was so weird. Like, I didn't read the whole thing, but I saw clips. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, Phil Jackson's advising, and Kurt Rambis is always hanging around, and it's like, they're trying to take it back from LeBron, and it's like, just do what the fucking Dodgers did. They brought in a nerd from the Tampa Bay Rays to run their team, and it's been wildly successful. They've won. They've won championships. 
Just say, Sam Presti, how much fucking money do you want to go and be in L.A.? Cool. Good. Done. And that's it. And there you go. But and like Quinn Snyder, or I mean, um, you know, say what you want about him. I, I think he's a pretty solid coach. Or, yeah. um, I mean, if you, if you get Nick Nurse. Oh God! Please take Nick Nurse off. Take Nick Nurse to the West. I would. I would like. I become a Laker fan. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse somehow found himself in LA. I would be. I'd be the biggest Laker fan that ever existed. So, you didn't like my Quinn Snyder idea. You must think Quinn Snyder, Quinn Snyder is the to the Western Conference bud. Um, that was just you ruined my joke. But yeah, that was, I was gonna be like, are you sure he's not West Coast bud? Yeah, like he kind of is. Like it's. It's bad. Like I don't know. He's he's never he's never really been able to figure out like how to play Gobert and how to how to make it work. And maybe that's front office. I don't know. I'll be very Utah is obviously the biggest like wild card of anybody come come this offseason. Does he know how to defend three pointers? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. He doesn't. Um, so uh, Joe Ingles, another guy who I would take on the Bucks next year. By the way. He did tear his ACL, but he's yeah, he, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I'm good. Mitch is out. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about hoops um, as the weeks go on. And then once we get into the NBA offseason, um, we'll talk more. Um, is there any worry for you about um, who gets number one pick draft lotteries tomorrow? Just real quick. Like if the Pistons get the number one pick again, are we, or the Magic, are we shaking in our boots, or are we just like whatever? No, not really. I'm not. Yeah. There's, I mean, no. There's so many years to go before. Yeah. You know, they're competitive. Well, you know, a couple of years till yeah, they're so competitive. I would say like <laughs> next year, if like wherever the magic end up, like to me, the magic should have a year that the Cleveland Cavaliers had this year. Like the magic should be that. Uh, like our division so bad. Like the bulls are like kind of like the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Um, where they're like, they're frisky. They but, talk a lot of shit. Uh, they're fan base. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how, like how much of a real threat they are. Right. Um, Cleveland's probably like, I almost said Cleveland's like the Vikings. I mean, they're, they're common. Yeah. Um, Cleveland's like a mismatch or a mishmash of the Bears and the Vikings. They have some of that young talent. Like, I'd put, like, I don't know. Huh, Evan Mobley's better than Justin Fields will ever be in his fucking life. Um, but, however, with with uh, the way they kind of fell apart, I mean. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's, it's you wonder. I mean, just, like, yeah. how much of it was a facade and how much – could they regress next year? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And then Pacers, Pacers are a complete disaster. Yeah, they're probably closer to the to the Bears. Yeah, and, yeah, I would say and that. Then, and then uh, Pistons are kind of just the Lions, which is yeah. pretty fitting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, is there is there any more since we're talking about this? Is there any more of a John Hamm guy than Chet Holmgren? Like. I mean, that is John Hammond to a fucking T, this Chad Holmgren. Yeah, I wouldn't touch touch Chad Holmgren, really. 
Um, not number one. Nah, I don't know, man. Uh, I have no idea that that draft. It's gonna we're gonna, it's gonna get beaten over the death for the next like month and a half. But there's a there's a lot of interesting angles that you can go with it for sure. But uh, it's a sport that just had its draft and now it's kind of in the doldrums, or so we thought. The, the NFL, the Packers decided to cure a lot of Bucks fans' uh, sadness by giving Jair Alexander a big extension. It was, as I said on the socials, a masterclass in manipulating the salary cap because Jair Alexander is only getting paid a million dollar base um, this season, getting 31 million, but it's all fun money. And yeah, he's getting a ton of money up front. And yet again, the cap is fake. And the Packers did it again. And it's a it's a good move. It's a smart contract, wholeheartedly. But I didn't understand that I kind of came up from work today and everyone's like, well, they could add Devontae Adams that money. And it's like, uh, like, I don't know. I, I think like we're just sometimes we try too hard to manufacture a take. And I feel like this is a manufactured take. I don't know if you feel the same way. But they could have gave Devontae Adams that money. Yeah. Oh. They basically said, well, if you can afford to pay to pay Jair Alexander, why couldn't you well, pay Devontae Adams? Okay. They offered Devontae a contract. Yeah. I know, Mitch. I mean, and look, and he didn't he didn't want to be here. Yeah, I know. Anymore. The, okay. That that doesn't stop the takes, man. That doesn't stop those takes from just flowing in, just having those well, sweet, sweet engagement. <laughs> It's right. It's it's easy. Um, yeah, I mean, they just, I, yeah, I don't know. It, they, they were they were never going to not re-sign Jair. I don't yeah. think. I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, there was nothing that they did in the draft that made me think they weren't going to. Now, if they would have took a corner in the, you know, day two range, I. I would have maybe thought, okay, wow, because they feel pretty good about the other guys. Maybe they can, um, you know, feel like they can move on from him. But, you know, you'll you'll find in pro sports, pretty much regardless of what it is, you'd rather have the asset than not. Yes. Um, Not a weird way. I did think that a Jair for Debo Samuel trade kind of made sense. But I don't know if that was ever, you know, that's that's fantasy football. So, yeah. I know we, we've had a wild offseason in the NFL. So, you know, we're kind of a, we're kind of approaching NBA territory with the NFL. We're just, you know, you have all the insiders and oh, yeah. the insiders Everybody's, are, are, are again, it's just it's silly season. It's just how do we make it like the NBA where we have a, a nonstop a nonstop discussion? And yeah. this is like the the time of the year where it actually slows down. Now for in two weeks you'll have you know, veteran cuts, like six, one is a big day where people start getting cut and all of a sudden like this receiver or this edge rusher might be available. And now green Bay, because of the Jair contract has money open to maybe sign like a guy like that, or say a Will Fuller, if they still don't think their wide receiver room is complete or a Julio Jones, or they an edge rusher that I'm not thinking of. Right. Um, they, they have that flexibility if they want it. Um, and that's what, what's so great about this contract. They weren't going to have that with Devontae Adams. They just weren't. And again, to your point, he didn't want to be here. 
And I know that's a tough pill for Packer fans to swallow. And maybe we need to do a longer podcast on just understanding when it's the relation. I mean, this is again, like, God, the guy keeps getting brought up, but like, that was PJ Tucker too. Another guy who didn't want to be here who looked for an out. Oh, Hey, we'll match any contract. Well, fuck you. I, I shouldn't have to, to get you a contract. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm going to go to Miami. Oh, how right, convenient. Right. No way. Derek Carr, camper in his ass all throughout, you know, making sure, oh, Devontae, fucking Vegas is sweet, man. You'll love it. Like, you and the kids, like, we'll be neighbors. It'll be great, man. We'll grill. We'll have, we'll be just like college. We'll go, we'll um, go eight and eight and nine. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think Murph had a good line in the manifesto or, or not the manifesto in his draft blog that he did where he was like, yeah, it's like, you know, anytime you spend with college buddies, like it's good for a weekend. And then you're like, fuck, like kind of older, like I, I, you know, it's a little different and it's, so yeah, I think, I think yeah, there is, not, that's not a bad, that's not a bad call. I like that. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was a very good take from Murph. Um, and so I, Pardon me. I think I do think that there are some 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 not there's a lot of difference with Jair and Devontae. And the other thing too needs to be said, that was Devontae's third contract. The Packers do not usually give out third contracts. You have to be an otherworldly dude like Bakhtiari or Aaron Rodgers to get that third contract. And while Devontae, I think, is near otherworldly status. Receivers have a tendency to flame out at some point. And I think the Packers were legitimately worried that what Devontae was doing was not sustainable. And we'll see if they're right. And maybe they are, and maybe they aren't. And that'll that will be there. But yeah, I, I'm really happy to have Jair. I think he's gonna be able to play wherever he wants. Um, that was kind of noted that I guess there was some worry that he'd have to play on the outside if he didn't have his contract because like they you know the Packers could say oh well you're sock corners we're not going to pay you this money Packers are like we don't give a fuck you can play wherever you want and that's kind of what Jalen Ramsey does so I love that I think that's really going to help Packers especially with Rasul Douglas and Eric Stokes back I would imagine you're going to see more Jair on the inside. And I think that's only going to make the Green Bay Packers a much better, a better defense than they already are going to be, which yeah, I think their, their, their really, defense is going to be really good. It's going to be the best defense we've had since the mid nineties. I, I, I'm not afraid to say that. I mean, it, Joe Barry, Joe Barry's going to have a ton of fucking pressure. Oh yeah. Yeah. You think, you think like Bud's, to follow up what, what he did last year. You think Bud's hot seat is hot? Like if they go out and lay an egg against the Vikings in week one, um, and and on top of that, you play the Vikings and the Bears to start your season, two divisional opponents, which divisional matchups in, the, in September suck. Um, I don't think you get a good gauge. Like, yeah, you need to you need to have a statement there. And then, but we also bury Packers to go two and zero. Look like this juggernaut kicking both the Bears and the Vikings' ass. It's like, oh, the Packers, like, here they come. And then they play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and get beat by like 10. And then everybody's just bailing Shep, like, oh, these guys are frauds. They've always been frauds. Like, I, I, could, I mean, I could, I could literally, I should probably do that, Mitch. Like, I should, 
I should create a hot take for how the schedule will go for like how I predict the schedule will go for the, for the Green Bay Packers, because I could probably predict. <laughs> Got to go blow by blow week by week. Oh my 11 God. And, 11 and 11 and six every year. I, I, so you listen to more, five. you listen to more local radio than I do where people call. And I was in Mexico during uh, last week. So obviously why I didn't have a show. Was, were there people calling up on Friday being like, oh, yeah, uh, it's just look at that schedule and uh, it just looks really tough. Uh, nine and eight, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know how we get to 11. Was, were there calls like that? Uh, honestly, there wasn't much Packer talk that day. Oh, because of the Buck. It was Bucks game six. So they were yeah. shocking. Like, good. You like to see them. Um, that's That's good. They're saving all well, their I, I kind of thought for a second today, uh, Monday, that we were the Jair contract was going to somehow become a better story, bigger story than the Bucks, but um, it wasn't. Well, I also uh, think, unfortunately, with what happened on Friday, is, is another layer to this whole thing, which I touched on when I did a Saturday show. And like, we, you know, we don't, we, we aren't the podcast for this, but it's definitely a, a, a topic and it's definitely something that. The Bucks. Well, and... I mean, I we real quick. I mean, you know, I went back downtown Sunday, and it was it was dead down there, dead. It was like it was like a normal Sunday in the summer. You know, you had yeah. your, and it was and it was just like I could tell. Like I, I, you know, full disclosure, I take the bus um, from Tosa down to Bell Phillips, and I walk up Bell Phillips in Wisconsin that four or five block walk up to third street, you know, the bars up there. And I mean, Friday was like, it was like last summer again, literally it was like thousands of people. Now it wasn't quite as big, you know, by the finals, like, you know, but it was, you know, 11, 12,000 people. And like, there was so much buzz and it was just like, literally like last year. And then Sunday I'm walking up and it's like, Oh boy. Like there was nobody around. And walked into Broadhouse and it was, and it was, it was not pretty. I mean, it was like, just the vibes were so, so bad all around. I mean, and, and just, it's a shame. I mean, can't have nice things, unfortunately. Um, you know, the Deer District is probably going to, to be different. <clears throat> it's going to look different. I think it probably, probably should. I mean, I, if I don't, but I mean, there was some trouble in the past if I'm not mistaken, um, clearly not at this level, but I mean, you're, you know, you're going to probably see, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that they probably had the bucks won. They probably would have gone back to it. Um, but I just don't think there was any way you could have done it on Sunday. I think they made the right call canceling the watch party, yeah. but you know, they have, they have sponsors and stuff to appease that I think they probably would have gone back to it at some point, but, you know, it's probably going to look different in the future. I don't know what that means. If you have to, if you require a paying ticket, if that helps, um, or, you know, keep, keep the crowds down or whatever, but I don't know. It's, it's going to be, there's just, there's just too many no, people around and bad no, stuff's bound to happen. I, I think there's just, and like I said, I hate to, you know, repeat, but yeah, probably some people who didn't listen and, I, I think where it really comes down to is you have to make sure that people are just at bars. All right. Like 
Water Street, Martin Luther King Drive, Deer District, like that people are in their respective spots, that they're not loitering around, that they're not driving up and down, like cut off streets, ask people, hey, which bar are you planning to go to tonight? Oh, we're going to go to McGillicuddy's. All right, make sure you get there. All right, that person's still not in McGillicuddy's. Hey, uh, why don't you go to McGillicuddy's? Oh, I'm not 21. Get the fuck out. Go. Like, it's like I understand the curfew was kind of a, a maybe a hollow gesture, but I thought it was a at least a good start. And I, I you can't really ban under 21 year olds from that area. At least I don't think you could. But if that's what it takes, and all right, whatever. Um, I think we all want to see Milwaukee thrive and to kind of get embarrassed like that and have people, you know, and God, thank God, just given what happened in California and Buffalo, like, thank God nobody lost their life. Um, it's uh, just, it's, uh, it's really, it's really a tragic, but be embarrassing. And it's, um, and hopefully it's the last time it happens, but yeah. Um, on a hap- on a happier note, um, as we, as we finish up this podcast, we, we don't need to do the Brewers. We're already way over. Freddie Peralta, 10 strikeouts tonight, seven innings, had 40 swinging strikes. Um, the Brewers are in a fight yeah. right now with the Braves mm-hmm. trying to hang on. Trying to, to trying to win a game on scoring a, scoring a run on a wild pitch. Hey, man, whatever it takes. Pirates, Pirates just won a fucking game without a, without a hit. So I baseball's just getting weird. Which is good. We need this after the after uh, after the Bucks lose. Like I saw Dick Bremer, who is the play-by-play guy for the Twins, who are in Oakland tonight. And Oakland is an absolute shit show of a stadium. Said I've just been asked to leave the visiting broadcast booth so an exterminator can come in and try to catch a possum. A series of words <laughs> that I'm guessing has never been connected before. I hope you can enjoy. You can join Latroy Hawkins, me. And question, question, question for Twins A's tonight. Fantastic. Wow. That's that's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jesus. Get him a new stadium. Um yeah. I think there's there's all kinds of animals in that in that fucking in that dump. Um yeah. Uh, what a also, shame that is. Also, too, you know, um, there was the there was a raccoon that just came across uh, uh, that was in the stands at uh, at Arkansas. Did you see that video? No. Oh yeah. So it was an Arkansas Vandy baseball game, and a raccoon was just fucking running through running through the bleachers. And some guy just picked up the raccoon by its back. I guess he got bit a bunch. He has to get a bunch of rabies shots now, which it's it's a good lesson. I just don't pick up raccoons. Um, that, that would serve you well, but yeah, um, trash panda, just, uh, just running through, uh, run through a baseball stadium in Arkansas. Have you had to like draft, uh, states that would have a raccoon running through a baseball stadium? I think Arkansas would be probably in your top five, right? <laughs> like it has to be. I'm watching a video from it right now. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a big, it's a big motherfucker. Like it's not, that's yeah. not a small raccoon. Like that's not a baby goon. Like if Lily, my dog, like ran across that thing, I'd be like, all right, we gotta go. Like she would be barking at it, like running the fight. But like that's not a small coon. 
that thing this is guy dead. this guy holding it got bit a bunch yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow Oh man, he's it's a full 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 stadium for an Arkansas baseball game. My God, SEC pride. SEC baseball, man, they they do it differently. Oh, speaking of SEC, last 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 thing, Nick Saban saying that there was parody in college football is one of the single most ridiculous things I heard all day. And Pat Beverly said like kind of them, but Nick Saban somehow said something I think almost worse than Pat Beverly. Like, come on, man, there's there's parody in college football really out there. Like, shut the fuck up. What are you going to do, man? But we're, we're on to baseball. We're on to um, just seeing a lot of ridiculous buck sticks, probably. Um, hopefully, they'll go away. Um, and, yeah. Well, I, I'm a, I, I, you know, I can get by because Giannis ain't leaving. Nope. Um, we won it last year. Yep. I mean, you know, it, and then – Phoenix getting totally destroyed, probably. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, it buried us a little bit. Yeah. And I think I think the national media expected Boston to win, especially with Middleton being hurt. Yeah. Kind of was 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 par for the course. So. Yes, I was very happy that we didn't get like, you know, Adam Silver getting up there, sons have won a championship, and he goes, and this one's for Chris. And yeah, I I couldn't have it. Couldn't have basketball, John Elway. Um, so I'm happy. I'm happy it didn't happen. And yeah, we'll life moves on, man. We just get ready for another mm-hmm. one. And uh, we'll we'll obviously talk about Bucks aren't going away. We'll talk about them as as news comes out. And we'll get ready for next season and get ready get ready to do it all over again. Who knows if the Broadhouse will happen again? We might have to find a new bar. As it hopefully by next month's well, playoffs, I'm I have it. I have it on good authority that the outdoor bar is coming back. I know. I, 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 I know. sourced that last night. So. I know it's coming back, but buddy, like I'm, like I'm hopefully going to be moving out of this area. Like I'm, I'm going to be suburb living by hopefully. I mean, if I find a fucking house, um, you know, it, and you're suburb living, so it's like it's two out of the three, like. You know, we'll make we'll make Murph take the Ubers. You know, it's not that's that's a hip problem. So. Can't even get him to come when when he lives three blocks away. So I don't know how we're gonna. <laughs> nice little shot in the podcast. All right, back next week. Uh, we will uh, we'll see you then, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk then. All right, take care and have a good one. Daily taps all the rest of the week. Take care, have a good one. Bye.